You're listening to Frankie Boy Radio. That the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. Letting America take a deep breath. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 157 of Frankie Boy Radio. Tonight we're talking about The Hidden Life of Trees, a book review or a partial book review. And uh, photos of people that mean a lot to us. Welcome to the show and happy Saturday. I hope your day's been nice and relaxing or energetic or, or, or nice in whatever way you choose to spend it. I, uh, I've been starting the day off reading a couple of books on the porch with a cup of green tea. It's a nice way to sort of start the day. I've been reading this very interesting book, The Hidden Life of Trees by Peter Wallaben. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that Right, W-O-H-L-L-E-B-E-N. He's a German forester. He has an interesting story. Apparently, he grew up near this ancient forest over in Germany, and he would play in it all the time as a kid. And then he liked nature so much, he decided to become to go to school for forestry. So he went to school and became a forester, and he ended up in charge of the forest that he played in as a little boy. And then... He was learning about how trees work. And apparently, according to him, the modern forestry industry misses a lot about what's going on. It sort of just looks at them like as a simple crop to be harvested. And he started really getting interested in can trees communicate with each other and all of these things. He, he was taking a walk through the woods one day and he thought he saw these rocks on the ground and he I think he might have even stumbled over him he's like what, what is this these smooth looking rocks and and he brushed aside the leaves and he realized that they were really funny looking rocks and he took a pocket knife out and he scratched it a little bit and he saw it was actually wood and the wood was green underneath and he brushed some more leaves aside and realized this was this the stump of a beech tree that had been dead for I think hundreds of years a long time he said, well, living wood is the only wood that would be green, that would be photosynthesizing things, but it doesn't have any leaves. How would this be doing this? Well, apparently the answer to that question, as he found out, was that trees sometimes are connected through a underground fungal network that it's a symbiotic relationship. So the the, the trees and the fungus work together. So the, the trees give the fungus sugar and the the fungus gives the trees, uh, it synthesizes nutrients from the soil and also shares nutrients between the trees. So the other trees in the area were keeping this stump alive. So he starts learning about these trees and then the order comes that he has to clear cut the forest that he grew up in as a little boy. He didn't want to do that. So he took his new knowledge back and did the sales pitch of a lifetime and convinced the village that there was a better way to manage this forest. It could be a tourist attraction. They could take some trees out of it and use horses instead of machines because that was easier on the tree roots and the forest ended up being more productive. Something like this. I'm, I'm still working on the story here. And he convinced them. And then he became a best-selling author. So uh, I want to go to that forest one time that he saved. And it was a fascinating book, fascinating book. And he's talking about all of these 
all of these different things about trees that we know that we didn't know before and that we still don't know. Like how do trees get water up to the leaves? They actually don't know that. They thought it was like a wicking thing, but that doesn't explain how high it would go. They thought it might be an osmosis thing where one tree cell would have more sugar than the one next to it. So the one that had uh, more sugar would absorb water and it would carry it up the trunk that way. But trees do this during times of year when the cells aren't like that. And all of these things, they can't figure out how it works. Do trees make sounds? Apparently when they get thirsty, they emit some sort of a vibration that's in tree language. Hey man, I'm thirsty. Fascinating stuff. And it's making me look at the forest as not just one tree, but a whole community. The challenges of a tree is gotta it's gotta grow where it's planted. Right? All sorts of metaphors in there. So if you're interested, I'm halfway through it. And, and so far, it's pretty good. It's, it's uh, very German in his writing. It's very matter-of-fact. Uh, it's not flowery at all. It's easy reading, and it's interesting stuff. So uh, it's called The Hidden Life of Trees. I'm enjoying it so far. I'm going to check it out. Another thing, I gave my buddy the picture today. Now, if you were uh, listening to yesterday's episode... I have a, a friend who's, I think he's 90. And I see him every day and I play music for him. And we hang out and he brings me a soda and he sits in the door, doorway to his room and I sit in the hall and we hang out and chat. It's like our little front porch of a general store. Yep, storms are coming, except it's in a hallway. And he really misses his wife who died a couple of years ago. And it was her birthday today. So I talked with his son. This was a couple of weeks ago, and he sent me some some pictures of, of his wife, and he didn't really have a good picture of his wife in his room. So his son sent me the photo of his wife, and I got it printed, and I framed it, and I brought it in to him today, and he really liked it. He really liked it. It, it meant a lot to him. It was, it was almost, uh, almost startled it meant so much to him. So it was really nice to be able to take some Photoshop and take a frame and a piece of glass and have it mean something to somebody. You know, that's that's a neat thing about how there's so many tools around that we can use to lift each other up. So that was lifted both of us up there. That was a nice thing. So I want to give you that update right there. And time for our deep breathing. So let's go ahead and sit back and relax like a tree. Let those eyes drift gently closed. And let us begin. Inhale. One, two, three, four. Pause. One, two. Exhale. One, two, three, four. Inhale. One, two, three, four. Pause, one, two, exhale, one, two, three, four. Inhale, nice and deep, one, two, three, four. Pause, one, two, exhale, one, two, three, four. Inhale, one, two, three, 
four, pause, one, two, exhale, one, two, three, four. And last one, inhale, one, two, three, four, pause, one, two, exhale, one, two, three, four. Wiggle those roots, I mean toes, still in tree mode, open those eyes. And I wonder what it would be like to be a tree. You know, I just was pacing around the driveway working on preparing the show and it's nice and cool out there. It's that one of those times in August when the first idea, the flicker of a thought of winter shows up. The trees are very patiently hosting the symphony that Katie did singing in the trees. My mom made an interesting point recently. She goes, you know, Trees, they must be real nice and patient. We need to get that tree mentality. Say, oh, there's people. Oh, yeah. They're freaking out. Hmm. Well, they're wearing masks now. Yes. Yes, indeed. That tree mentality, that patience, that grace, that standing solidly in the night. And letting the Katie did sing. It might be nice. Live from Indian Head, it's Saturday night. We'll see you all tomorrow. Good night.